You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, who is from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. David, a rare quiet day. I mean, look at the oil price. It's rising a little bit. Uh, the S&P is more or less flat. The JSC is okay. Uh, nothing spectacular. But do you get the sense that Given what we've been seeing on the news, at least the news channels I watch, of the retreat of the Russian forces from various cities and the mayhem they've left behind them and the stories of rape and pillage and uh, the the slaughter of civilians, do you think that at some stage the West, whether it be NATO or just the West in general, rather outside of the ambits of of NATO, do you think there might be something coming? Because I don't think this is over yet. No, it, it, it's not over. I think they're winning. I think I think uh, the fact that the Russians are retreating, I was appalled to hear, and I read, I, you know, one never knows the numbers. We don't know. But uh, there was a report, I think it was in either The Economist or in the Financial Times, uh, sorry, the, yeah, the FT, yes. about that the Russians are retreating. They've lost something like 15,000 soldiers, but they're not even bothering to bury their dead. No. And, you know, okay, admittedly, you know, we never know what's fake news and what's real news anymore once once, uh, we mistrust everything on that. But I think you can sense after six weeks this was supposed to be over in a week. You know, when the war started uh, late in February, we all thought um, that it wouldn't last, that, that the Ukrainians would just buckle. And they haven't. You know, they fought. And and it's going to be messy. And the problem is that as you come out of it, there's no clear winners, which I think uh, just makes things more difficult to to read what lies ahead. But you know that there's been that 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 um, we haven't had any response from the Russians, and you know that's a bother. And also even their allies. I mean, the people who are supporting them are sitting in the middle. You know, when you hear about these atrocities that they are committing about the number of civilians that are dead there's still no response you know it's it's i mean even from south africa and that there's no there's no disgust they still take the line you know we must sit down and negotiate a a settlement and i mean you know that's crazy i mean it's it's somewhere along the line um you have to stand up against what we're seeing now in the ukraine and 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 push towards something but i think that's what markets are saying i think the fact that they're so quiet today and they're beginning to discount the end of the war. I think we said that last week. But, uh, yes. um, you know, there's nothing – I don't think anything's now going to shock them short of some, you know, some real, you know, hardline response from Putin. And I don't know whether he's got it in him. You know, I mean, I don't think he's going to start letting off uh, nuclear bombs at this stage. I think he's just going to, to hopefully, you know, focus on one or two areas and the peace will be around that. Well, maybe he'll maybe he'll resign. Maybe he'll mm-hmm. go quietly. Remember, Idi Amin mm-hmm. went to Saudi Arabia. Uh, where would uh, Putin go? He'd probably go to his palace on the Black Sea or something like that. But he he's not the sort of person that will retreat gracefully. I don't think so. No. I do think there's a couple of Lindsay, twists and turns. What happens to Russia? You know, you know, what I'm saying what what happens to Russia after this? How do they get their you know dignity back? How do they get back onto the world stage? You know. How does anybody accept them anymore? Well, I think the, what, you know, what happens uh, is that Navalny is released from prison. There's a mass outpouring of democratic thought. Mm. And people say, actually, we had to toe the line. We were forced to say what we said. I mean, for example, yeah. the 
approval rating of Putin has gone from 71% to 83% over the last week. But I think that's people that are having their, <laughs> having their arms, yeah. arms twisted behind their back and say, you know, put your mark here next to Mr. Putin. I don't believe it. I believe the majority of Russians, apart from the, the hardcore people of our age uh, who remembered the days of uh, the great Soviet Union and the empire and everything, I think most people there say, no. But they're just not allowed to say it. If you say anything, no, you get you get graffiti scrawled on on the wall outside your house and that sort of thing. It's a dictatorship. So yeah. I think no, you no. would be, you won't believe mm. how quickly this whole autocracy that has been built by Putin will collapse. I think it'll collapse very very quickly, far more quickly than mm. the uh, their war. They they thought their war would be, as you quite rightly said, a week. Mm. I think it'll be a week. But anyway, that's a long, I, I, long way away. Yeah, I, it, it's not going to have an automatic. It's not going to be an immediate collapse. But it's working that way. And I think I think we're going to start already. You can see the news is starting to shift uh, to other subjects and that. Not that yes. uh, you, know, you know, one doesn't want to turn your head on the atrocities or what's happening to the Ukrainian people. But I mean, uh, Zelensky is still there. You know, he's still there. He's still in power, yeah. and he's still making a name for himself. And, and strangely enough, America's come out okay. Um, you know, uh, Biden, whoever his advisors are, I think uh, have, have at least steered him in the right direction. And Europe is holding together. Um, no one's, uh, you know, no one's abandoning ship. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the consequences are. They are going to be, you know, they, they are going to be consequences. Now, now, now it's the new story, and that's why I'm saying I, I, reading the whole weekend, suddenly it's the inversion of the yield curve. And, I, you know, this is too high for me to understand. I understand what it means. But, I mean, when you start to analyze it uh, to the point that it is, you know, that, that oh, I, I just, I'm lost in it. You know, I, I know that interest rates have gone up and along the curve and were they likely to go higher than that. But now we're getting so many different opinions uh, Lindsay, I have to pull out of that conversation and say, look, you know, too hard for me to understand yeah. what this means. Yeah. You know, generally, if it's a, if it's an inverted yield curve, yes, we know what that means. I mean, in the historical sense, but you know, you've got to wait for it to kind of unfold. Well, just explain uh, what it does and, mean, and, because I mean, we're talking well, sort of. Well, it hybrid. means. It, yeah. it, it, in other words, normally the short-term interest rates are lower than the long-term interest rates, so the curve yes, go, yes. goes up. But what you're saying is the short-term interest rates are higher now, so the yield curve, the yield, in other words, the percentage that various instruments yeah, yield um, are well, it, in the wrong position. Yeah. Tell, tell me what your well, interpretation is. Well, it's exactly what it means is that long, if long rates are going down, it means that people believe that there's going to be a slowdown and that there's going to be no demand for money um, and, uh, you know, that, that uh, rates in, – in other words, it's reflecting a slowdown. Yes. If rates go down, it remains it, – it literally uh, reflects that there's not demand for money. And people don't – you know, in other words, um, you, you, you know, you're not going to borrow money, which is part of how economies grow. They're borrowing on the short term. Maybe because uh, uh, they need to, and there's a pressure to do so, but it doesn't mean it's sustainable. So there are hundred. I mean, that's that's the very that's the accountant's interpretation, my interpretation, of 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 what it really means. It means stagflation. You know, in other words, that growth starts to fall. 
growth, inflation remains high, but growth starts to fall. So um, it's it in effect it's um, that's what it's uh, you know in a, it's the the normal curve means that you know rates down the line uh, you're going to pay you're going to pay more for long term money than yes. you are for short term money yes. because of the time you know that's that makes sense now you're paying less for long term money than you are short term money which means that you haven't got the fee you know you haven't got uh, confidence in the future that things will slow down and eventually we will go into a recession so that's that's uh, it's but it's it's such a fine balance you know we're talking about decimal points we're not talking about a very an inverted yield curve where the like we saw in the 80s where uh, your top end was like 20% and your bottom end was 10% or something like this. That was a steep slope. At the moment, it's pretty it's pretty flat, and we're talking kind of fourth decimal point at the moment. But it's, it, it is a big story. The markets are ignoring it, you know, uh, and then they'll, they'll counter that by saying, yes, well, you know, markets pick up, but down the line you'll find that the stock market seven months down the line or ten months down the line will start to fall. But I don't, I don't see it. You know, you know why? If you felt that way, and here's a point I make: if you felt that way, and you felt we were going into a recession, yes, and you're Elon Musk, why would you buy nine point two percent of Twitter? Three billion dollars you know? worth. Exactly what I was saying. Yes, and I, yes. this interests me very greatly because my daughter is now um, manager of uh, quite a trendy wine bar in Kramerview. Uh, you must go and see her, and uh, I'm sure she'll give you a, a, a free glass of wine or something if I if I prompt her. In Kramerview. Uh, Kramerview, yeah. yeah. Isn't it quite a trendy area now? Near, near yes, it yeah. has become. Yeah. Exactly. So mm. she, she's running this place. I was place. there this morning, funny enough. Oh, okay. Well, I know. I'll give you the address mm. and, she, and you must go and introduce yourself. But anyway, she's 25 years old. Very bright girl. And I said to her, I want to promote your place because I've got a few followers on Twitter. And she said, no, Dad, we don't use Twitter. I said, why don't you use Twitter? She said, well, you know, everyone's using Instagram and TikTok now. And I said, so in other words, that the people that have got money that want to go to a restaurant, you're not going to service. She says, no, no one uses Twitter anymore. And I just thought today with the three billion investment by Elon Musk in Twitter, sort of says... I'm right and you're wrong. I mean, there's different types of audiences. You've got to have every single piece of social media. Yes. He obviously yes. sees something. Okay, he's worth 300 mm. billion. So this is 1% of his net worth. But still, yeah. it's, it's, it's a significant investment. And mm. he doesn't get things wrong that often, David. I mean, he may be no. a bit of a flake, no. but he doesn't get it wrong that often. I think he's got plans for this thing. Of course, he's got plans. He's not going in there as a passive investor. No, he's not. Going, that's not his style. He doesn't do that. You know, he always makes a point, and he's got he's got a certain foresight that you can't ignore, from PayPal to Tesla to SpaceX, oh, yeah. whatever. I mean, he's a genius. No, he's a rem- absolutely. So he's got something up his sleeve, and I'd rather trust him than Trump. You know, when it comes to <laughs> starting a a, a a social media platform. But what, just to take your daughter's conversation a little further, there was something this weekend, I think also in The Economist, about influencers and how much they are paying influencers. An influencer is somebody who goes onto Instagram and kind of likes your product and pushes it. You know, it's a way of marketing. 
certain certain companies just shy away from using it. But uh, there's certainly a lot of luxury brands, cosmetic brands, clothing brands that pay people who've got influence in society yes. and who people follow to to uh, um, support a products. brand. Yeah, exactly. to, to promote it. But I, I still think that, you know, I watch Twitter quite, quite re, you know, quite often. I mean, that's my favorite. I'm not Instagram because Instagram, no. I don't know, you've got to put pictures of yourself and uh, this, the, I, you know, I, I mean, there's so much, what's it, self adulation is that the right word you know where people are yes. so you know they send pictures of their legs or pictures of them in bikinis it's so ridiculous this this selfie thing no one wants to see a picture of you mm. no one wants to know that you're in Kramer view this morning if you'd have sent me a selfie yeah. with you in Kramer view i'd say so what i mean okay you you are an influencer in in your own special way because mm. you're on radio and tv and and all other sort of platforms that's great but i don't want to see a picture of you with a cup of no. coffee no no. I, no. I think that unless I'm saying something that's mm. that's relevant, you know, that's that's important. Hold on a sec. If you're looking for this kind of coffee, I was here this morning. In other words, saying, look, um, you know, people want to have a, a de whatever it is and decent sandwiches. That's not influencing, you know, not saying here I was, but sometimes if you do have a message, you will get support. I found I've, I've um, that, that that's strange. Um, I found it, it's sometimes you never know what's going to what's going to kind of catch on. Um, I, I had a throwaway statement the other day. I was very angry about about. In fact, I'm writing an article now for this Friday's Business Day. You yeah. know, just saying that uh, if you want to build a country, you've got to build it from the bottom. In other words, you've got to. You've, you've got to make it comfortable for people to live in. Otherwise, people are not going to invest here. If you want to live in a place, you will invest in it. You know, if you don't want to live in a place, you will not invest in it. So most people in South Africa that I'm coming across at the moment are very angry. You know, they're angry with the potholes. They're angry with the robots not working. They're angry with the electricity. They're angry with everything. If they feel that anger, they are not. You can stand on your head, Cyril. You can have as many conferences as you want. Get those things right. Make it safe. You know what I mean? Make it safe. Have the education that people feel comfortable. This is where they want to. Well, this and is this the, is a kind of country where you can feel comfortable. I mean, it's got it's got a lot going for it, but you've got to you've got to highlight those issues. When I when I first came to the Netherlands, David, um, I had a landlord, uh, a very very Dutch person, a very successful Dutch person, and he has a house in uh, just out, uh, just um, very close to the Pyrenees, and he goes skiing there with his family. He's a really really nice chap. His name is Menno. And I said, mm -hmm. he, I told him that I'd lived in South Africa, and I said, would you ever go there? He said, no. Mm -hmm. Straight no. He said, I will not go to, it's not, I'm not singling out South Africa. He said, I will not go to any country where there is so much inequality, so much violence, yeah. and so much corruption. I won't go to India. Yeah. I won't go to China. I won't go to yeah. any uh, countries like that because I don't need to. I live in Europe. I can yeah. go to all of these other uh, beautiful places. And you're quite right with the South African story because w during the Zuma years, I thought to myself, it has to start from the bottom. And I, I talk about silly things like if you're, I, I remember being in a car and there was a taxi in front of me, a minibus taxi. 
and somebody just threw out, uh, I don't know, a fast food package on the side of the road in a beautiful part mm. of town, you know, a tree yes, street, yes. and they threw it okay. out. And I thought, if you can stop that and you can stop the corruption at the top, then somewhere in the middle, minds meet. But you have to stop it from the bottom up and also the top down. And unfortunately, South yep. Africa is not getting it right. Not yet, anyway. No. no, no. You know, I will take you on a trip. If you ever get on the railways and you you <laughs> drive and you see if, – first of all, if they're working, number one. No, exactly. That's Secondly, why I'm laughing because there's no railways. The trash mm. that has been left there, the way that the railway stations have been gutted. When I say gutted, I'm talking in a true word there. You know, it's, it's, there was an article which just – I can't tell you what it's done to me was it was in the um, it was in not Mail of God in Daily Maverick. Yes. About where the South African art gallery is, just how it's been neglected over the last 10 years, damp there, just totally, totally destroyed. And this. No, we're not. We're not the Louvre. We don't have the Rijks Museum. We don't have the modern art gallery. You know, the, uh, sorry, the the Museum of Modern Art or the Metropolitan like New York or, or the National Gallery like uh, – but we've, it's a decent gallery. Yes. Do you know what I mean? There's a decent collection there uh, of a lot of South African art and so on. But it was in Jabir Park, beautiful building, just totally destroyed. And it's indicative or some symptomatic was the, was, of was, what's was, happened. Was the art removed in, uh, before they did this? We don't know. We don't know. It could be stored. It could be somewhere else. But, I mean, you know, the fact that this has happened to so many institutions that have just been neglected, that there's been no attempt to, uh, you know, uh, uh, to keep them, um, you know, to, what, you know to, to maintain them. And even as a, for, 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 for visitors, it's just been totally neglected. And, and, you know, this is what's happened here. It's just so many institutions. Yes, it might not form part of history. I don't know what history is anymore. I, w I was talking on the weekend and uh, with some friends, and I, I had read the book on uh, Louis Boerter. And I urge every South African to read it because I learned part of his – I learned a lot of history that I never knew, you know, about – which is so – important to understand how this country was formed the mistakes it's not only you know you're not you're reading it from all kind of angles the mistakes that were made as well and and uh where they kind of went wrong and how they should have handled the uh the whole uh, issue of race um but also about the man himself you know having been a Boer leader how once the union of south africa was formed how he was forced to, to change sides and uh, become friends with the British, whom he was fighting for or against, trying to kill only a few years earlier. But, I mean, what I'm saying is that you have to understand history to understand where you are and how you got here, whether it's good or bad. You know, you have to understand the journey. But I think we just neglect everything. But I do you know, think so that… So even Joburg, you know what I mean? The formation of Joburg it is such an interesting history. The way that the gold, you know, way gold, the whole development of the gold fields. So, uh, not you know, from a business point of view, from a uh, the formation, we just neglect it. You know, it just doesn't exist. But on the other hand, David, you've got to say that it was very neglectful of the people, the, the curators and the owners of the museum that you've been referring to. 
you don't stay in Joubert Park when it became apparent that the deterioration right. of the centre of Johannesburg, yep. uh, the, yep. the CBD and its environs were uh, in decline Agreed. and crime was rising. They should have said, "Okay, we're going to move it now. Let's Agreed. speak to um, let's speak to yep. Liberty Life and let's go to Santon in, instead." They were neglectful in that regard. Very, very important. You you've brought up a very very important point. Really, you're absolutely right. You know, absolutely 100%. They could have moved it to somewhere uh, and certainly saved the... Uh, you, you know the one thing about South Africa? It's funny. When I said I went to Cramerville this morning, Cramerview, yes. uh, Cramerville, uh, Cramerview. Cramer I don't know. Anyway, you, we're in the same area. I, I actually went to reframe some old pictures that I have. And uh, I was looking at inside the gallery, the chap who owns the uh, framing, and he's got a wonderful, wonderful collection. And there are so many brilliant African artists and value for money. And, uh, you know, if ever you want to build an art collection, I mean, there is so much good stuff here. Yes. And it's not political. It's not angry art. It's just good art. And, and I was looking around. I said, you know, if only you could show this. If only this could be shown to, you know, to, to members of the public. And it's not – these are young African artists. When I say Africa, I'm talking about the continent more than just South Africa. And, you know, so the wealth of artists is, is, is crazy. You know, every time I drive up, uh, I drive around, and I see these chaps sitting on the side of the road with sculptures out of, you know, out of the steel. Uh, sorry, what's it? Um, yeah, just, you know, just, 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 just like metal. Coil. Just metal yeah. that they, they found I mean, by the side brilliant. of the road. Yes, they are. They're, they're very brilliant. creative. I know. I know exactly you what you mean. You ask them to do you a, a Barcelona badge in, you know, with beads. I mean, five minutes later, they've got it, mm. and, and 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 the proportions, their understanding of of uh, you know what's the word of the, just just crazy. I can't even you know. Listen, I I can draw. I promise you, I'm, you know. But I just look at the David, way David, you did a you did you did a sketch for me, and I, I promise you, I mean, your your, your cousin Zapiro, who, who is so prominent when it comes to that, and he's in the Daily Maverick every day as a cartoonist and a caricaturist. Uh, but I promise you, you're not that far behind him. In fact, I prefer your style to his. But anyway, that's another story. But that, but the point is that that's what I'm saying. So you know, art is just so much part of everyone's culture in in Africa. Yes. It's just you know. Whether, whether it's in the barely painting their huts, whatever it is, the beadwork, their sense of color, their sense of um, what's your design. Mm. And this is, a, this is the art gallery. That's why I say, I just I cry, you know. I'm saying, hold on a second, let's get those things right, you know. You, got, you can give the world so much here. You know, Africa's got so much to offer. And we just stuff it up. We just screw it up. Constantly. I don't know about Africa, but certainly, <laughs> certainly South Africa. It's got to start from the bottom and talking about starting from totally. the bottom and going up. South Africa is right at the bottom and it should it should go up. But as you quite rightly mm. say, we constantly shoot ourselves in the foot. And you, you, you can't you, – we talk about interest rates and we talk about GDP and we talk about the purchasing managers index and the commodities and everything – but it starts at a much lower level, but it's yeah. the lower level is actually a higher level. If you start to engender some sort of decency in your mm. in your home life and uh, mm. you know social interactions yeah. and stuff, then it starts to filter yeah. up, not filter down. Mm. Don't you think? Hundred mm. percent right, absolutely. And uh, it starts with with 
taps going through red robots. You know, it starts oh, there. Okay. They did that in they did that in New York. You know, uh, they cleaned it up from the beginning, taking away graffiti, taking away. Who broken was the mayor windows. that did that? What was the mayor's name? That was uh, um, the one that cleaned up New York uh, when New York was Trump's, ungovernable, nineteen seventies. No, it's Trump's name. man, the man, Trump's lawyer. What's his name? No, Giuliani. No, it was before Giuliani. 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 No, no, it, it started with Giuliani. I thought it was before Giuliani. I can't stand the fellow. No, it was Giuliani. Okay. Yeah, he started with that, you know. And uh, remember all the underground, they used to be graffiti-driven. I mean, you used to see the underground, it was just full of graffiti. They started there. Mm. And you've got to have a no-tolerance uh, yeah. Policy, Starts you know, the bottom, something like they have in sync. Yeah, mm, you yeah. just know. You know what? My sister-in-law yes. was a. She was the mayor, and she's still involved in the city council in Australia in Wallara. And uh, when she was the mayor, <laughs> mayor, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. she said that they would have people out, and as soon as they saw graffiti go up, they would remove it straight away. Because it's like a it's like a cult, and you know, and and wherever there was anything like that, they took it away straight away, rubbed off, so that it doesn't it doesn't sink in, you know, that people that that uh, and of course you'd be punished. So instead of you know two weeks later coming and posted, you know, because by that stage you've you've made your mark, they're um, like you know straight away you get uh, no tolerance for anything like that, and you've got to start doing things like that. And you know you're not going to do it. I, I, it, it is one thing that appalls me. It's, it's defacing, you know, row, defacing a, a building or defacing um, a shop window, and that was graffiti. It's just so ugly. Yeah, well, what annoys me is that people don't uh, don't to police police it enough and mm. allow these people to do it. But we're just talking about art galleries, there are a few around, David. I mean, if you go to the Irma Stern Gallery in Cape Town, the mm. house, I think it's where she used to live, and I used to go there on occasion when I needed some inspiration. There is some beautiful art. I mean, I know Irma Stern is old school, and you've been talking about... No, she, you... I know, she's hot at the moment. You can't afford her. She's un- I don't of know. course not. No. She for years, for years, her painting sold for for nothing. I yeah. mean, relatively speak. But recently, they're going into the multi, multi millions. Yeah, multi millions. She's talented. And, I don't uh, know if it's, she's your cup of tea, she but she was great. I think she's yeah. brilliant. Mm. Or was brilliant. Oh, she's great. That whole that uh, a lot of South African artists have risen. You know, of that era have now risen to to prominence and. Uh, very popular. That, but you see, in Cape Town, in the Library Gardens, believe me, that art gallery is—you know—that that's not in any kind of decrepit state at all. What's the uh, other one? And still remains a main main attraction, a major attraction. What's the What's the name of the you person know, that um, uh, ends in ski? Uh, the name ends in ski. The um, uh, portrait of the Cape Malay woman, very very colourful. What, what? Who am I talking about, David? Oh, no, Tretchikov. 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 Don't even mention his name. Why? That is awful, man. You don't like that? No. That is terrible, corny, kitsch. <laughs> but it's it's so kitsch it's become popular. Yeah, but the <laughs> colours, the it's, use of colour and everything, it's, it's, it's so no, easy. No, 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 it's no, not for it's, you. No, it's not for me, no. 
not right. Trenchikov. He was like a, you know, I couldn't stand it. Oh, but uh, well. anyway. There we go. But I mean, it. it anyway. <laughs> but you live, you're, you're in, in Amsterdam. I mean, you've got the Rijks Museum there, which I is know. one of the, the top museums in the world. You can spend Absolutely a whole day there. And I tell you, the Van Gogh yeah. Museum as well. Uh, you can spend yeah, a whole day there. Yeah. The museums in Amsterdam are unbelievable. You have to queue now and you have to book online and everything and get uh, your allotted slot, which is not, but it, 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 quite incredible. Talking about South Africa, you've, you, you've talked about it and I can hear you're concerned about the country and yeah. upset yeah. about um, yeah. certain periods of recent history that have guided the country in the wrong direction. So why haven't you left? You, you've got places in New York and you've got uh, family in Australia. I, I, why don't you leave? You know what? I enjoy my work. I mean, I'm here. You can do that from anywhere. I can't though. work in. Well, you can and you can't. You know, you you still need contact with your clients. You still need contact with. It's nice to have people around you. You know, and and uh, time differences make it very difficult if, in Australia, and time differences make it difficult in the U.S. You know, I am going to go to the U.S. just to see my daughter and the grandchildren. I'm going late. July in August, funny enough, I booked today. Mm. Lindsay, you can't get on a plane. I've heard you so. Can't, we, we cannot get on a plane. And not only that, when you do, you're paying 30%, 40% more. I mean, the fees have gone through the roof and you can't get bookings. So uh, a lot of people are traveling at, at the moment. And, I, you know, I don't know how that's going to translate into the Northern Hemisphere summer. I'm sure, but expect the rush. I'm sure mm. it's pent up demand. People that haven't seen their grandchildren, haven't seen yep. their sons and daughters and uncles mm. and aunts and all that sort of thing. And I'm sure that demand will dissipate in, in the future and the tickets will become uh, cheaper. But as we yep. said, as we said the other day, it's four and a half thousand. Uh, last minute ticket from Joburg to Cape Town is four and a half thousand yep. rand, which is unbelievable. Yep. Mm. I'm, 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 I mean, I, I don't travel anymore. I'm too scared to, uh, because of the forms and everything. But I tell you what, uh, I, I, I think if you can travel by train, which you can't in South Africa, or just hire a car and drive, then that, that's, that's the way for me. Um, we haven't talked about the market very much. Nothing happened in South Africa today, David. No. No. No, I, I just looking at the NASDAQ has gone up on the, uh, on the strength of the Twitter, the Twitter news, but, yeah. You know, yeah, our markets come crashing down in the last. When I say crashing, I mean that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I'm I mean so it was so. moving sideways and so and suddenly dipped, and we're in negative territory, having been uh, a few points up. And there seems to be weakness in pressure in the in the on the mining side. Um, I still have to go through it, and that there there weren't any features, um, to, you know, to start off. But um, it, it does seem that there's a bit of pressure, um, you know, on, on, on the miners. And yet the rand remains fairly steady. It's 14.58. But that, that's where the, you know, the selling's coming. Um, I, the, while we were talking, I looked at, at volumes, and, you know, value traded, because yes. we said that things were pretty thing. Even now, so we're at 4.30 with a half an hour. We're on 12 billion, which is the lowest I've seen for a long time. There might be a rush towards the end because you do get that. You know, you get some kind of balancing out and a lot of trade takes place in the end. But, I mean, at the moment, 12 and a half is way off um, where we have been. So it gives an indi indication of, of, you know, levels of trade. 
we're going into the holiday season. I mean, <laughs> April, there are more holidays in December. Um, I hadn't picked up any any major news today on on the uh, you know on on the South African side, but I suppose I'm going to, I'm just going to look now into into Europe, I mean into the US, and see what's uh, where the stocks are going there because it seems very firm. Um, yeah. With, Again, buoyed by the fact that uh, one of the world's richest yeah. men is 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 putting his money where, I, his, where his mouth is, and I think that's psychologically. Is, I, think I don't have important. Twitter on my. I don't have Twitter on my on my watch list even. <laughs> well, then put it on your watch list immediately. I'm going to. I'm going to put it in right away. It's now forming part of my watch list. It's there. <laughs> okay, and, I'm just uh, putting in the stock I'll, price I will now. Just, I will check it on for you. Yeah, what? Right, 22%, 23% up as we talk. Look at that. The influence of this man. Which, I mean, talking about mm. influencers, which you were earlier on regarding my daughter and uh, and various mm. social media, uh, media platforms. Now, he's a proper influencer. Also a nut mm. job, but that's, that's mm. fine. David, let's talk about football a bit. Arsenal playing Crystal Palace tonight. Uh, Spurs destroyed Newcastle. They're paying Vieira. You know, Vieira was the... Unbeatables. What did they call them? The, uh, the uh, oh, no, gosh, was it the, the, in, with the, the Invincibles or something? Invincibles. Yeah, that's the right. The Invincibles, yeah. yeah. Well, he was, Vieira was at the heart of that. So, I mean, there's a oh, no. very deep connection between Arsenal and Vieira. You know, uh, they will sing his praises tonight, no doubt, all the visiting Arsenal supporters. Twitter now so, up 24.9% to yeah, $9.79 yeah, a share. Oh, yeah. uh, 25.02 now, 25% yeah. high. Yeah, there's something mm. going on there. He's going to do yeah. his, his. He's going to do mm. something spectacular. And why shouldn't mm. he? Because he's, you know, the three billion he's just put into the company is one percent of his wealth. I think. Yeah. No, is it ten percent <laughs> of his wealth? I can't remember. I, I don't know <laughs> the numbers. Not a lot. No. no, he's he's worth he's worth billions. I mean, he's. Yeah. Um, 10% yeah. of his wealth, sorry, yeah. Mm. Anyway, whatever it is, um, David, uh, I watched a football match last night. You know, I'm a devotee of uh, Barcelona and I was oh. in remission for a while after Messi left. But the ghosts of Messi were exercised last night when they beat Seville uh, at the Camp Nou in Barcelona by one goal to nil. It was the most complete performance I've seen from any team, Manchester City, Liverpool, everybody aside, the most complete performance I've seen from a team. They have been completely transformed by Xavi. They've gone from ninth to second. They won't win the league. They'll be second to Real Madrid because the gap is 12 points. But the point is that now they are Barcelona again and the whole town yeah. uh, benefits from this. And there's football tourism. The other thing is when Barcelona are doing well, people go to Barcelona to watch a football match. When they don't do well, tourism numbers drop. And I'm going in... Uh, That's lovely. The, 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 yeah, yeah. I think May the 1st well, it is, well, yeah. Yeah, well, Xavi is, is entrenched in the culture of Barcelona. Yes, he is. I mean, it's... it's yeah, he's from the Guardiola era. You know, he was... I mean, if you read his history with Messi... Um, and Iniesta and Busquets. What's it, Busquets? Yeah, yeah. Busquets. Yeah, because uh, yeah. he was a small man, and Guardiola believed in him. You know, because in in those days, uh, this is all coming from the book Barca, and because uh, he's not a big man, he's not a physical man, 
but very talented. And he's obviously playing the soccer that he learned. You know, he's 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 uh, bringing it back to to what they learned. Yeah, he's, so, my, new, he's my new yeah. hero. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, David, good for you. he's a nice man though. Yeah. I always liked him, and uh, hey, I always liked him and um, and Iniesta, and that uh, they were great, absolutely brilliant. And I think unsung relative to Messi. Yeah. Uh, Without them, Messi wouldn't have been what he was. I mm. mean, you can see Messi at yep. PSG. Mm. He just doesn't fit in. Mm. Uh, mm. But anyway, let's talk about that at, at another anyway. stage. David, thank you very much for your time. Okay. That's David Shapiro from Sassam Securities, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.